airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Never doubt for a moment that a small group of committed individuals could change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. I'm going to follow up that pretty well-known quote with a Bible verse that I think also underscores our need to be involved and to be committed and to serve the Lord and speak the truth and live a life of authenticity before a watching world. Now listen to this, 1 Corinthians 15.58, one of my favorite verses. 1 Corinthians 15.58 says, Therefore, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for you know... Now listen to this, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Welcome to Airing the Addisons. Alex McFarland here. Honored to be sitting in again for Will and Mickey Addison. And folks, we've got an amazing show today because you're going to meet a guest in just a minute that um, most listening have probably heard of Tina Marie Griffin, but if you haven't, I want you to know about Tina Marie Griffin and the Counterculture Mom website. Tina was one of our keynote speakers at the Truth for a New Generation in Richmond this past weekend, Friday and Saturday, along with people like Miki Addison, she was a speaker, Will was there, and uh, then we also had Todd Starnes, uh, formerly from Fox News, a best-selling author. We had one of America's great historians, William J. Federer. Um, an attorney from California, Chuck Chrismeyer, who's an amazing voice about God and country. And I spoke, and there was also um, uh, incredible speakers like Kamal Salim, a former Muslim, talked about growing up in the terrorist camps of the Middle East and finding Jesus Christ, and just amazing stuff. And I am, later in the show, I want to give a post-op on Truth For New Generation Richmond, and also give a little shout-out for Cincinnati coming up in a month. Cincinnati, Ohio, we're going to be uh, there at Landmark Church November 15-16 with all the great team, and Kamal will be there, and Tina will be there, but also Josh McDowell and Erwin Lutzer, and it's going to be amazing. But right now, before we uh, expend too much time, We've got just a little window here to hear from Tina Marie Griffin. She is the counterculture mom, but before her career as a a proclaimer of truth, courageously going all over the country to speak and empower the lives of people, especially young people, before that, she was in Hollywood as an actress. And we're going to talk about really what's going on in media and entertainment. And I think she's probably going to give a couple of challenges, one of which is the call to make God-honoring entertainment choices for your family. And she was one of the speakers. She's always like one of the favorites whenever we go anywhere. But Tina, uh, are you there? And thanks for holding. You there? Yes. Yes, I am here. Thanks for having me on today, Alex. Welcome to the American Family Radio Network, and on behalf of listeners everywhere, we want to say thank you for your voice, for your life, for your example, for your courage, and thanks for being with us today. Just tell people, who is the counterculture mom? Well, I am, basically, over the last 
20 years since leaving the dairy farm in Wisconsin and heading to Hollywood. I had 10 years that God had me in Hollywood working on set, talking to celebrities, um, doing runway, film, TV, all of that to become his undercover FBI agent. And the last 17 years, I've now dedicated my life to exposing Satan's tactics and um, helping people navigate pop culture chaos to know what apps are safe for their kids, what video games are family-friendly, the dangers of Netflix, a lot of that, because parents have a hard time keeping up. So that's what I do with Counterculture Mom. I have four kids that I homeschool 10 and under. Now that I'm a mom, we took on the new ministry name a couple of years ago from Tina Marie Live to Counterculture Mom. But I also mm-hmm. want to say that I love helping uh, parents. Like at this last event this last weekend, I had such great conversations with people after my session. I'm parents feeling like they're burned out. They want to do something in their culture to make a difference. They have never pursued their dream that they've had buried in their soul for 30 years. And one mom at your conference I know will change the nation's Alex. Her name is Elaine, and she went through a lot. And just this one little point is that she finally said to me, I found my mission at TNG. I know exactly what God wants me to do. It's all crystal clear. That gave me chills right now just saying it. And to let parents know it's never too late. For you yourself to grasp on what God wants you to do, and then through that, your kids will be on fire to wanting to find out more about God because they see you living out the amazing calling that He's called you to do. Amen. It is never too late. And, you know, I want to talk about media and Hollywood, but for just a moment, let's camp out on that because, Tina, I was in uh, Philadelphia speaking, and a man came forward. Um, I'm going to say he was late 50s, maybe 60 at the oldest. You know, great looking, you know, you know, dressed to the nines, but he came to the altar weeping. And he, you know, I whispered in his ear, I said, uh, do you need to get saved? And he said, no, I know the Lord. I said, what is it? And he said, God called me to be a missionary when I was a teenager. And he uh, said, I've spent decades in the business world and, you know, uh, I've really been running from the call of God. And I'll never forget this man. He looked at me with almost pleading eyes. He said, is it too late for me to obey the call God has on uh, my life? And I said, no, uh, you can begin today to obey what you knew maybe dormant in your heart for years. Uh, speak to the listeners, Tina, about the immediacy of following the call of God like right now, beginning right now, not later, and not beating ourselves up over, you know, years that are gone, water under the bridge. What about the 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 thrill of beginning to obey God right now? Wow, I, uh, I'm like, I thought I was going to start crying on your show, Alex, because I get those type of comments and conversations all the time, as I sure, I'm sure you do as well. It's critical, and there's two main points I want to make on this. If we, I just talked to a lady at Miki's uh, Lunch and Learn session, which was phenomenal. (laughs) Isn't she amazing? She's amazing. And every time we go to an event like this, either myself speaking, God speaks to me while I'm speaking, or when I'm hearing other speakers, or when parents are coming up and grandparents or teens coming up afterwards and talking to me, I learn so much every time I go to one of these events. But talking to another lady at the Lunch and Learn right after it was done, she came up to me bawling, and I just hugged her, and I said, what's going on? Same thing. She has wanted to be a speaker for 20 years. She knows exactly what God wants her to share, but she is, she was crippled in fear. I said, okay, here's what you have to be fearing. 
you can either fear man and what they might think or something you might say that someone might not accept, because that will always happen. And I gave her a couple of death threat situations I've had and witches hoping that I die and everything else going on with my life the last two months. I said, but that tells you you're doing something right. Um, the thing you should fear is not tapping into what God has for you and having to face him someday where he will tell you, guess what, I told you what to do 30, 40 years ago and you never fulfilled it. And so walking in disobedience is causing her tears to flow, not the fear. And when I talk to her, she's like, you're so right. I'm just so frustrated. I don't know why I keep pulling myself back from this. I said, you know what? God's going to open the doors for you, give you the right people to go contact and start speaking. I gave her a couple tips on how to do that. Mm -hmm. I said, you're always going to get flack from people. But the other thing you have to look at, besides the fact that you, you need to obey God, is if you don't do what God's plan to do right now, immediately, there are not only you missing out on the blessing God has for you as a result, because he will bless you if you're obedient. It's just how God is. It's the thousands of people, or even just a hundred next people at your first speaking event that would never get the message God placed on your heart to share because you are too afraid to share it. You're robbing them of how God wants to touch them, change their life, possibly even get them saved. And we had a heart-to-heart, yeah. Alex. And, and the thing is, if everybody did exactly what God called us to do, if we all do one good thing in, that he's called us to do, we would have a different America today. There would be people running for office that are founded on the Word of God and, and believers. There would be people out in the missionary field, like you said. There would be people reaching out to the teens at their local church. There would be people that decided, you know what, I have a teaching degree. I'm going to go to that public school and start teaching Christian classes and making sure they're founded in, in God or fighting the common core that's currently in those classes. Or you could have the parents that are saved that know they should be homeschooling their kids, and God told them for five years, and they're afraid to do it. I'm telling you, I was crippled with fear. Sam Sorbo said, I will help you if you have questions. You have to homeschool your kids. And I knew she was right, and if they're tearing up, when I was talking to her at an event we spoke at together three years ago, and said, I have to homeschool my kids. So if God's call, talking to you right now, listening to this program, you know, you probably have right in your head right now the thing that God said, this is, the, this is the thing I wanted you to do. Amen. Write down the steps that you need to take to get there and just take one step at a time. Don't worry about the 42 things you got to do because I have 300 things on my calendar right now i got to do. I focus on the next most urgent pressing thing, and then God moves you into the next thing. He doesn't make you wait or stall. He will completely line it up for you. Hey, Tina, let me throw something out that's one of my core beliefs. This is, I mean, part of my DNA, and I want you to respond to it uh, in, in light of everybody listening. And in light of, you know, we, we have such a need for the body of Christ to be at her best, and we, we really do have a need for every Christian to be the, you know, everything that Jesus called us to be. Okay, here's one of my core convictions. The right thing to do is rarely a mystery. Now, yes. you know, we can beat around the yes. bush. Oh, well, you know, I'm just not sure what... No, listen, whether it's to obey Jesus or whether it's to reach out to somebody or maybe to, you know, um, mend fences or make right on something. Tina, I, I, I know I'm older than you, but the longer I live, the more people I've worked with and just trying to, um, you know, make sure my own heart is yielded to Jesus... The right thing to do is rarely a mystery. Mm-hmm. Comment on that, yay or nay? Yeah, you're right on. Uh, God is not going to, if we're believers, give us the Holy Spirit, but then not have the Holy Spirit speak to us. 
So if we're in the midst of uh, something we know is wrong, watching something, doing something in a relationship we shouldn't be in, same-sex um, relations, lying, um, swearing. Looking at inappropriate material. Yeah, looking at inappropriate material. So fill in the blank. If we know that we shouldn't be doing it, God's not going to wait to have us dig into more sin to add it to, pile it to our list to then have the Holy Spirit speak to us and convict us. I mean, if we have the Holy Spirit in us, the second it's happening, I know that I shouldn't be doing what I'm currently doing. And now it's a matter of us to either change our behavior or better yet, be prayed up ahead of time so we don't find ourselves in those areas of sinning and falling short. Um, but what about that, obeying sorry, God's call on our life? Oh, we have a caller? No, so what about oh. in, in obeying God's call on our life? I mean, Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, um, uh, you I, know, because er, every every member of the body of Christ has spiritual gifts, supernatural yes. abilities imparted to you at the moment of conversion uh, for serving your family, serving in your local church, maybe yep. even changing the world. Um, how important is it for Christians to use their spiritual gifts? It's, it's critical, and I think that today we're seeing our bodies suffer greatly because many people either don't know what their giftings are, I don't know how to develop their giftings. Or another thing that I thought about, they feel like they have to be perfect. And I just want to address this for two seconds. When I first started speaking, I stalled for a good year, year and a half, because I thought I wasn't perfect enough to be used by God. What a lie. Um, when I started speaking, God, the, the closer I got to pursuing God and, and knowing God and living out what He's called for me, the more He kept sharing with me, this is what I want you to fix and do better, and um, pray more, and read Scripture more, and fix this in your life, and ditch that entertainment. Like, he was correcting me as I was serving other people. So another lie that we have is people know what their giftings are, but they're afraid to use them because they might not be good enough. They might not be accepted. Um, They're too busy with things that really don't matter, like their kids might be in five sports, or um, they might have family drama, uh, gossip. There's so much time that we spend on social media, all things that Satan is using to distract and pull us away from the key core task, and that is saving lost souls. And so when I teach my kids, I'm like, hey, we could do this, but what about this instead? Which one do you think we should do more or right now first? And I want them to see that we should be doing kingdom-minded, kingdom-focused things first. Now, do we have to go to the grocery shopping? Yeah. But while we grocery shop, let's talk, let's meet somebody at the store. Let's strike up a conversation. Let's invite someone to church. Sure. And so, um, Hey, hold that, that thought, Tina. Hold yes. that thought. This is airing the Addison's Alex McFarland sitting in for Will and Mickey Addison. Tina Marie Griffin, the counterculture mom, is our guest. Stay tuned. We've got a brief break. And we're going to come back with more of airing the Addison's Big recap from the recent Truth for New Generation in Richmond and much more. Your phone calls on today's edition of American Family Radio Network, airing the Addison. Stay tuned. We're back with Tina Marie Griffin after this. That changed my life just from that ultrasound picture. When it comes to choice, the Ministry of Preborn offers the ultimate life-saving choice by providing a free ultrasound. When an abortion-minded woman sees her baby on ultrasound and hears the heartbeat, She's 80% more likely to choose life. I'm going to keep my baby, and I'm going to keep growing, and I'm going to be a great mom. Preborn is the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country, and their mission is to help save babies' lives and souls through love and compassion and the message of Jesus Christ. To find out more, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. 
That's pound 250 and say baby. Your love can save a life. The following is not an actor, but a real life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. One Continent. This is Ken Ham, often interviewed on radio and TV on the Bible's reliability and authority. A scientist named Alfred Wegener usually gets credit for the idea that there was originally just one continent, but he was mocked because he didn't really have an explanation of how the continents moved. But many years before, a scientist, Antonio Snyder Pellegrini, had read Genesis 1. Now it says God gathered the waters to one place. Seeing how the continents seemed to fit together, he said maybe there was just one continent that broke apart during the global flood. Now, his work was basically ignored because Darwin's Origin of Species came out that same year. Many people claim creationists can't do science, but they do, and they've made great discoveries. Discover more about science, creation, evolution, the age of the Earth, and more at AnswersRadio.com. And view a complete transcript of this program at AnswersRadio.com. Pillar of my body, pillar of my soul. God is the healer. He really is. You know, we're talking with Tina Marie Griffin and talking about seizing the moment and becoming all that God wants you to be, all that God designed you to be. And listen, folks, God does have a plan for each and every life. And the plan begins when we yield our life to Jesus and are saved. And you might you might be listening and you say, well, I am a believer. I'm born again. Great. Awesome. Never settle for anything less than than what God called you to be. And, you know, Tina, one of my favorite verses is Joel 2.25, which says that God restores the years the locusts have eaten. And yeah. um, Did I hear you say you grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin? I, I have, yes. I was up in a, a dairy farm and uh, helped milk cows and pick rocks and bale hay for my first two decades of life. Well, it's, well, I was on a farm down in, in North Carolina, and, you know, we would grow about 100 acres of corn every year. We would rent land and grow corn. And I know if there was a drought or if the deer ate all the corn, I mean, if your crop was gone that year, I mean, you, you were done for. You were out of luck. God is so powerful 
and wise, he can restore the years of the failed crops. And and maybe speak to this, Tina, to the person listening who says, you know, um, I've blown it so many times, God could not give me a do-over. God, God's probably moved on to somebody else because I've blown it for too long. Um, what do you say to that person who, who may feel that way? I love doing a show with you because as you're talking, God's downloading five different angles of this, and I'm, <laughs> my brain, I'm trying to remember and keep up with my brain. Um, what I want to say for an example was the man you talked about that you just met out there in the East Coast, I believe, of Philadelphia area, who was 60, was yeah. a couple decades in business, and then thought, I missed it, can I still be a missionary? Right. For the people that think they're too old or they messed up and, and too many things have happened to them in their past, like I just told the mom, uh, a mom that attended your event here this last weekend, she has two daughters that are living um, impure sexual lifestyles. One is um, bisexual, one is transgender, they're 19 and 17, and she said, Tina, what am I supposed to do? She probably feels like she messed up as a parent, like where did I go wrong and how can I get them? They, they grew up in a Christian home, I, I thought I taught them correctly. Same with the man that wanted to become a missionary. God can use any of those years that we think are lost or were stolen to actually use that as experience. So like the missionary person that wants to go to the field now at 60, he can use those 30 years of marketing and business experience to be a top-notch missionary helping other people with those subjects of what he did for his business. Yes. So what people think is a loss of time or a, a career I shouldn't have done, and I, well, how can I even start over? You can use all of that content, and God had you. There, God can still use that content to make you a better version of what you thought you should have been 30 years prior. Amen. Amen. Um, and so, like this mom with the two girls situation, I said, you know what? Let's look around the chaos right now. You're in the midst of the chaos, yes. But we're praying and believing for, and we prayed. We prayed at TNG. We're praying and believing for God to restore your girls and for you to be able to use this moment to be able to develop a ministry. God's giving you a ministry and a calling right here, right now. And she said, yes, I I completely believe I found my mission to help other parents, once your girls are restored, to then restore and help get their children back on track with God's Word. Because so many parents are in her situation right now with their teens experimenting with all these uh, ungodly sexual lifestyles, and, and and part due because of our horrible education system with what they're allowing through mm. Common Core and LGBT training that's mandatory now in some states, and part to do with pop culture. And yes, it's the parents' responsibility to stay on top of everything, but I can see how teens can be easily persuaded to do these sinful lifestyles when they're in class for 40 hours a week and watching pop culture 50 hours a week. Um, and the parents are working two jobs to try to make ends meet. So it can easily happen. My thing that, that's so important is that we are grounded in the faith. The kids know Scripture. And if they're in environments, like I just told a friend of mine out in California who texted me two weeks ago, Alex, and said, my 13-year-old daughter is um, making me call her Eddie, and she wants to be a boy, and I just got a letter and love her through it. I said, are, are you nuts? And I said, it, I said it nicer than that. But I've known her for 20 years. I said, pull her out of the burning building. Get her out of that public school. She goes, and on top of that, I just lost my job. I'm like, praise the Lord. Blessing. You can homeschool. What you're seeing wow. as yeah. being, being fired, God is giving you the clue, the green light. I want you to homeschool your daughter. I said, it's, it's never too late. And she's 13, not 18. It'll be easier now 
than if she's 18 years old and leaving the house. You have five critical years. Do not miss this. And so we've been talking back and forth about this. Um, so with all that said, we need to be doing ministry now, even in the midst of our hurts or in the midst of our um, uh, issues that we're dealing with in our families, because we all have issues. It's, we're never in a perfect environment, you know, ever, like all in a row, all the time. But that doesn't mean God wants us to stop. Like we're in Scripture to say, God said when you're going through turmoil, stop witnessing about who he is or stop making no, disciples. It, well, you know, uh, quite the contrary. It says, you know, right? the effect... Be effectual, fervent, uh, do not quit. Luke 18.1, always pray and do not faint or give up. Now listen, folks, maybe you have a question for Tina Marie Griffin. Rare opportunity here. You can ask a question from Hollywood actress, now a dynamic uh, giant for Christ, uh, serving the Lord, speaking. Um, maybe you've got a question about your, you know, raising your kids or how you, as the parent, monitor the entertainment coming into your house, the media. The number is 888-589-8840. Listen, uh, 888-589-8840 here on the American Family Radio Network, airing the Addisons. Alex McFarland here sitting in for Will and Miki that are traveling. So if you want to ask Tina a question, you can. But um, hey, let me shift gears on you for a second, Tina. You've been yeah. so gracious. I was speaking in several public schools back in the spring, and um I was in a classroom, and and I often ask young people, you know, someday when you get out of school, what do you want to do? And by the way, I do speak in a lot of public schools. I know you do too. Uh, but anyway, so often, Tina, young people, young ladies, when I throw it out to an audience, I'll say, well, what do you want to do someday? Many teenage girls will say, I want to be an actress. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I, listen, I was in front of an audience on stage. I called Tina on my cell phone. I got you. You graciously, I put the mic there, and, and with no prompting whatsoever, you held an audience of middle schoolers in rapt attention, and thanks for being so flexible. But Tina, what do you say when, when innocent little teenage girls with stars in their eyes say they want to go to Hollywood, and they want to give their future to the Hollywood machine and be an actress? What do you say to that? Um, it depends on how grounded they are in the Word of God, because when I was 19, you know, when, when you're a teenager, you think you know everything. Sure. What I knew going out to Hollywood at 19 is I was on fire for Christ, and He had called me there. So make sure that you are on fire for Christ, that you know and understand Scripture, um, that God is actually leading you to Hollywood, so you don't get devoured when you get there. Um, I had other solid Christian friends out there, so I don't want to tell teens, don't go out there if God's called you to go out there, because we need solid believers in Hollywood to witness to the lost, especially the ones that pull the trigger on deciding what shows go on the air and who produces and who's acting. I've witnessed the celebrities on set, so wearing an abstinence t-shirt on set, I mean, it's definitely possible, but if you're going out for fame, fortune, get your name in the shining lights, and um, put another huge uh, you know, uh, uh, film listed Feather on your in the resume. ego cap. Yes. You will be devoured. You will be devoured because so many women and guys go out there to try to make it big, but they have to sell their soul in the process. Many have, and uh, drugs, sex, um, sleeping your way to the top is not just a phrase. Casting couch, not just a phrase. And so for me, could I have been a bigger name out there? Yes, but I would have been pregnant at 21 or had three STDs when I left. Um, yeah. to, to what, so Tina, is, let me ask you it, this. 
to to what degree did you know um, the the workings of the the Hollywood machine? Let's call it, you know, what it was all about. Uh, the the shark infested waters, the the minefields, the 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 dangers. To what degree did you know about that when you uh, decided to go to Hollywood? Um, probably five percent of what I knew when I left <laughs> a decade later. Okay. Um, my whole goal when I went out there was big dreams to be the next Julia Roberts. In order to, I did have a second part B to this. In order to have a large platform to share with the masses about Christ. So my intention was pure on becoming an actress, but I didn't know that so many acting roles over my years, because it steadily got worse when I got there, would be wanting me to compromise what I dress in, um, the different makeout scenes they'd want me to do, the alcohol ads they'd want me to do, the fashion runway shows with the lack of attire that they wanted me to wear. I was not aware of all that. What I was thinking of is Julia Roberts, for the most part, that the shows, movies that I've seen her on, she was fully clothed, she had fun roles. That's what I thought when I would go there, and yet the things that I was asked to work on, um, 80% of it scared me. Some of them, I would try to change the lines, go to the audition and say, I'll say this instead, will you take that? The answer was usually no, we want these lines shared. Um, So it made it difficult, but I did do a lot of fun acting roles on Disney shows and limited to Passion for Fashion show tour, where the things I was asked, hundreds of different jobs over a decade, where it was clean. My, my scene was clean. I played a teacher on Lizzie McGuire. Um, you know, you name it. Different fun projects where I wasn't feeling guilty when I got off set. That I didn't want to do, but it was tough because some jobs I wish I could have had, I just knew I shouldn't, even, with, even though the pay was great because of what they wanted me to do as a result. And by that time, I was speaking, and I did not want to be a hypocrite um, when I'm exposing Hollywood hypocrites in my presentations at school assemblies. Let let me ask you this, Tina. Um, For women and men that are believers, and they have some, you know, um, convictions and boundaries that they don't want to go beyond, is it okay to tell your agent and say, Look, um, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to do nudity. I'm not going to do profanity. I'm not going to do things that are ungodly. I mean, is it okay to sort of put that in your resume? Uh, it was when I was there. And granted, it's been about 12 years since I lived in L.A. and did the full-time acting. So at that time, yes, I was just very specific. And they still sent me out for jobs, knowing full well that if they if someone asked for nudity, my name wouldn't even pop up in the roster. But I, And I was still very busy every day working on a different set. So you definitely can tell your agent what you won't work on, any kind of pornography, uh, immodest dressing, alcohol ads. I remember putting on that I wouldn't do any swimsuit type um, wear. So those kind of things I had as marked will not work. And so in the database for the 25, 30 agents I was listed with, my name never even came up for those auditions. Now, um, did it? Did does it almost, if, if somebody is you know, a Christian actor, actress, and, you know, it's well-known what they will or won't do, does that close doors? Yeah, it'll close doors to about 80% of what they're pumping out of Hollywood. Um, But (laughs) at the same time, I was constantly busy. And there are, I don't know if Barbara Cameron, Kirk Cameron's mom, is still an agent in Hollywood. She was when I was there. So there's Christian agents that represent Christian actors. I would go that route. Um, instead of trying to do the route where you're with a secular agent, that literally some of them didn't sign me at all because they laughed when I told them I wouldn't what I wouldn't do. 
Um, and this is when I was 20, 21 years old, nervous because I wanted to get in there and start working on set, but I didn't want to cave to the pressure of what they were trying to tell me I needed to do. Um, but it's possible. I mean, and you'll grow a thicker skin. Were there roles I took that I wish I wouldn't have? Absolutely. I've learned from those roles. Granted, they weren't like, they could have been a lot worse roles, but still stuff I was embarrassed to do when I got off set. Um, tight bodysuit in one. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a Keanu Reeves, a Keanu Reeves movie I worked on one time where I got off the set. I'm like, that was total, that did not feel right spiritually at all. Was I wasn't doing anything weird. I was, it was like a, a scene that he was in where I just, I spiritually felt just ripped up on the inside. And um, mm. it was like a crowd, a crowd shot. So let me ask you this question, Tina. Uh, and for those just tuning in, this is airing the Addisons. Alex is sitting in for Will and Miki, and you're talking, you're listening to Tina Marie Griffin, one of the keynote speakers on the Truth for a New Generation tour. We were just in Richmond. Tina just uh, blew the audience away. Amazing job. Uh, and I thank you for making time to be with us. You've got a great family. Let, let me ask you this. You, you're, you've got a great family, and at a time in life when a lot of people would be just kicked back at home, chilling out, I mean, uh, why are you going to public schools, sometimes b being you know beaten up in the media, and you're working really hard when you know you could be taking it easy? What what's the call on the life of Tina Marie Griffin? Hmm. Alex, I just went through this about forty three times in the last three weeks. I got major flack from a huge tour I did in Michigan. And I found out yesterday uh, there were witches in a cult there that were calling the last school to get me canceled. I've never been canceled before in my life. And the, in 17 years of speaking in schools, and I, I was canceled an hour before the assembly, Christian principal canceled me, which mm. I'm now working on. I'm, I'm now working on to uh, because I found out it was illegal what they did. It was discrimination. So Liberty Council is helping me, guide me on what to do with that situation. And I thought in the last three weeks, man, I could be at home. Uh, hanging out with my kids and homeschooling them full-time, not worrying about the rest of the world around me, um, not having to deal with the death threats as a result, not having to deal with 3,000, not joking, messages I got and comments that were filled with vile comments and swear words I didn't know existed. And I said, <laughs> God, just double-checking here. Do you still want me to speak? And he goes, you absolutely know that I still want you to speak, and you absolutely know that I will protect you every step of the way. Wow. Um, I hey. will not be able to sleep at night knowing I know the content that God gave me for the last two decades and not using it to share with other teens who are being um, fed so many lies from Satan on so many angles for the sake of hey, the Tina, kids that Tina. will listen, apply, and, you know, turn to Christ. Um, can you stay or do you have to go? I can stay. What's your website? Counterculturemom.com, and they got to download the Counterculture Mom app. You know, she presents Hollywood Exposed. She presents a lot of incredible content. you got to know who Tina Marie Griffin is. Go to counterculturemom.com. Stay tuned. Airing the Addisons on the American Family Radio Network is back after this. Do not, do not go away. What does it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. My friend James Brown, current host of the NFL Today on CBS Sports and Showtime's Inside the NFL, has one of the busiest schedules I know. Yet he goes out of his way to be available to everyone who wants to talk or meet with him. My co-author Nathan Whitaker experienced this firsthand when he attended a Washington Nationals game with JB. 
Nathan noticed that JB took just as much time to listen to the elevator operator as he did visiting with the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. In God's eyes and JB's, both of them are very important. Who needs you to make them feel special today? New York Times best-selling author Tony Dungy. More at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. AFR's own J.J. Jasper is a morning on-air personality, author, comedian, Christian, and family man. J.J.'s also a keynote speaker at banquets, men's ministry events, pregnancy center fundraisers, and more. Here's what others are saying. This is Amy Wishman at Life Choice Ministries in Manhattan, Kansas. Several board members and donors told me that this banquet was our best banquet ever. Thanks to J.J. Jasper. Information on J.J.'s availability to speak at your event is at JJJasper.com. Folks, you know, I used to be a football fan. I stopped being a football fan. I could not stand the idea of people denigrating that flag and refusing to stand for it. My attitude about folks like that is, please leave. You ought to be thanking God every day of your life that you were born an American. I know that my country's not perfect, but I still love America. Tune in to The Awakening, weekdays at noon central on American Family Radio. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I was finishing undergrad and got credit cards because I couldn't work full-time. So that started the credit card journey for me. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. And then when I got married, we combined our credit card debt, and it became impossible to pay off on our own. At that point, I was like, I don't know where to turn. And then I found... Trinity. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. I mean, in a matter of three years, we've already paid down $20,000 in credit card debt, which is huge. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow. You know, it's been said that in a democracy, the individual enjoys not only the ultimate power, but also carries with him the ultimate responsibility. Welcome back to Airing the Addisons on the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland sitting in for Will and Miki. They're headed home after graciously coming to Richmond, Virginia, uh, which is a long way from Tupelo, Mississippi. They came and Miki spoke. She was amazing, folks. She spoke on uh, critical race theory, intersectionality, transgenderism. We had a lot of great speakers. Um, William J. Federer spoke on the different governments and it was just amazing. I mean, you could have heard a pin drop as he was talking about 
just what a unique thing we have here in America, a representative republic that was unequivocally founded on Christian principles. In fact, there was a minister in Connecticut, Reverend Thomas Hooker, who over and over plaques the history books, called Thomas Hooker the founder of democracy. And he, he set forth the idea of self-government based on belief in morality and God. And so it was a great weekend of evangelism, discipleship, learning how to defend the faith. And listen, folks, Truth For A New Generation can come to your city. Hey, call me. Email me. Uh, I and my staff will get back with you. And wherever you are, listen, don't think my city's too small, uh, whatever. In the last 22 years, God has allowed us to work with a lot of people. Chuck Colson, James Dobson, Johnny Erickson, Ben Carson, Eric Metaxas, Josh McDowell, Ravi Zacharias, Lee Strobel. I mean, you name it. I mean, it would be easier for me to tell you the people we haven't used than maybe the people we have. But look, if you can imagine... Because here's what Truth for New Generation is, a TNG event. It's for all ages. But it, it's like, it's got the evangelism of a Billy Graham crusade. But it's got the apologetics, worldview, and discipleship of like spending a weekend, you know, with Josh McDowell or something like that. Also one of our speakers, and she always gets like super high marks on the evaluations, one of the favorite speakers, Tina Marie Griffin, who's with us now for just a few more minutes. But listen, look, we're coming to Cincinnati, Ohio, November 15, 16. You can go to alexmcfarland.com. That's my name. And, you know, Tina, I kind of groan um, when everybody's like, Alex McFarland, honestly, I, I do not care that anybody knows my name, but I care that everybody knows Jesus' name. But for simplicity, if you want to register, come to Cincinnati, Ohio, November 15, 16. Go to alexmcfarland.com. It's going to be phenomenal. When we were in Richmond over the weekend, we had people from Maryland, North Carolina, Tennessee, obviously Virginia, because that's where we were. But, um, you know, Tina, I want to say thanks when, you know, everybody could be home just kick back and taking it easy. You were one of the Christians, like Kamal Salim and and myself, that we, we're road warriors. We stay out there. We're trying to evangelize the lost and equip the saved. Will and Miki and Abe Hamilton, they graciously come whenever I ask. And so, for one thing, you know, serving God and country as you do, I just want to say thanks. Thanks a lot, Alex. And, and honestly, I know I've mentioned it before on your program, but it just is so cool when I used to follow and read your writings for a decade while living in Hollywood, working on set. I'd grab my plugged-in review from Alex McFarland and learn the latest and then add some of your content to my live shows and hear 15 years later, God has our paths crossed. And you said it wasn't an accident. I completely believe the exact same thing. God knew what he was doing all along, and it, it's so exciting to see that. And I, I, while you were talking, I have a couple quick things I want to share. Do you mind with your audience? Oh, go for it. I think that the one thing I really love when I serve God is I get addicted. I don't do drugs and alcohol. I get addicted when I'm on stage sharing God's truth and seeing the light bulbs go off in the crowd. Yeah. Um, I love it and get addicted to seeing people give their life to Christ and come up for the altar call or rededicate their life or get their mission and purpose while they're at one of these events. That's what makes me want to keep doing what I'm doing. And God also has reminded me, Tina, you might go to a crowd, you might speak to 6,000 people, 
No one gets saved. Everybody uh, did not agree with her message. But the thing that I want you to realize that hasn't happened, I don't think anyway, is that God's telling me in these end times, it's going to be less and less people that turn to Christ. If the world's going to grow more, more cold before he comes back. But if we speak truth, we are also sharing the truth with other people so they can no longer say when they face Christ, no one told me I never knew. Mm. So he said, just be obedient to me. Don't worry about the numbers of people that attend. Don't worry about the numbers that give their life to the Lord. I have everything mapped out. All I need you to do is make sure you're doing what God has called you to do, and I'll take care of the rest. So I get addicted when I know I'm helping other people and seeing them get it. Um, I also want to mention, yes, there's amazing Christian big-name people in our world today, and I've had conversations with people thinking, what could I ever do when that person does all those amazing things? Um, I had a person in TNG crowd come up to me come up to me after I spoke and said, I didn't know you were a former actress and you were somebody. I thought you were a nobody, like everybody <laughs> else. And I pulled him aside and said, You know what? I am like everybody else. I'm completely normal. My you know, like like you. I'm just like you. The difference with me is my my uh platform or the gift that God gave me was speaking. So find what God's called you to do and we're all alike. Just because there's a well-known name, it's because that person had an opportunity to get a publicist and get a book written, and they've been on the radio, But I and they might have well intentions. That's awesome. But some people don't. They like it for the fame. But God is going to use everybody all over the place, so don't ever compare yourself to somebody else thinking that person has so many things going for them, because the, the bigger platform you got, the more heat you're going to get, the more people are going to attack you, the more people are going to want to sue you. It just is the name of the game with ministry. But do what God's called you to do. He will take care of you. And don't worry if you don't have enough experience or enough, if you're not perfect enough, because those are all things Satan's trying to use to stop you from taking that first step forward. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I was going to say is, people might be tuning into your program right now, Alex, and thinking, how do you do it? Miki, you, you guys, homeschool. You're traveling and speaking 40 times a year. You do radio programs. You're writing books. You're doing blogs. You're hiring people. How do you do that when I can barely stay afloat as a homeschool mom or barely stay afloat working and then schooling my kids for those two hours a day um, or tucking them in bed at night? I will tell you, if you're thinking about homeschooling or currently homeschooling, I switched over to my three oldest kids, 10, 9, and 7, that now do the online homeschool Abeka program, and it has saved me about six to seven hours a day. It's fantastic. There's options out there for you, and that frees up 10 hours a week now. 12, 20 hours a week, where I, yes, pull them and guide them along, but the online has helped me so much, Alex. So I want to let people know there's options to homeschool and still be used by God mightily outside of the home in whatever facet God's called you to. Praise God. It, it is good. I, you know, everywhere I go, all across the country, I, I hear this. And, and you know, Tina, my mom was in the public school classroom for 28 years. My mom's been dead quite a few years, well, six years. Um, but the public school is so the curriculum is so not only ungodly but just un-American, just anti-American. Um, as hard as it might be, and as daunting as it might seem to be, speak a little bit about Christian schooling and homeschooling. Yes, um, my dear friend Sam Thurbold has been the one that's spoken in my life about homeschooling. But I knew for the last two decades of speaking in public schools where it's come from when I was even a student in a public school, but then especially when I started speaking in them two decades ago, I saw how bad it's literally gotten just in the last three or four years. 
to yeah. where I attempted to put my kids in public school. They lasted a month in there. It was while I was moving from Missouri to, to Tennessee about two years ago, and I said, I can't do it. I can't pack up a whole house and school my kids. i got to go to public school for at least uh, a year. I put them in for two, two months. And after my kids were coming home from their classes and sharing the content of what they learned or conversations they had with their fellow classmates, I said, taking you out of public school, I don't care if you help me pack for the next month and we don't do schooling at all, <laughs> that is better than having you learn and hear and be involved in conversations and schooling of what you're currently getting. So, and if you can't homeschool for whatever reason, but God, I just want to tell you, God will bless you. He will provide the funding every single time when someone's like, I don't have a lot of funding and I got to work in order to make ends meet. How can I school my kids? It is possible. And think of co-oping. You could do a co-op where if you have a neighbor that also wants to homeschool or is homeschooling two or three days a week, you school all the kids and then you switch off. And that allows you to do a part-time job. And at the same time, your kids are getting the education they need. Another option is the Christian schools. Um, and I know there's some amazing Christian schools around the country that, I've, that parents have told me about, but be very weary of the curriculum because I'm sad to say, Alex, I've seen firsthand and received many text messages of people that put their kids in public school or a Christian school and then send me a curriculum with Common Core right on the front cover mm. of the Christian yep. school curriculum. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've so really, folks, you've really careful. got to do due diligence and yep. vet out the school or the curriculum that your kids are being put under. Yeah, and come to a homeschool conference. I'm speaking at the Teach Them Diligently event all next year. I'm hopefully I'm going to be at seven different cities on the country, and then I just spoke at the Greater Homeschool Convention, and there's many others online in your area. Every state has several every single year where you can go attend that homeschool convention, learn a ton, ask questions, network with other families thinking about doing the same thing or currently are, and that will that totally helped me out. When I was speaking there, I learned a ton myself while I was homeschooling my kids. Um, oh, wow. I, I'm so glad yeah. to have you speak. I mean, that that's great. Um, time fleets away. We've only got a couple of minutes, and we didn't really talk about the main thing that you spoke on, which is important, and we'll have to have this conversation on another day. But Hollywood Ex Exposed, what does the title of that mean, Hollywood Exposed? Well, basically, it's exposing all the lies <clears throat> that Satan is pushing on our young people today. Everybody in general, uh, uh, like, it, it's just any program, even adults shouldn't be watching some adult content that's out there. So it's Satan's trying to deceive everybody, all ages. But my main focus are the teens, because they are shaping their worldview as a teenager, which then shapes what they believe what they think, and then what they act upon. And if you have teens getting 90 hours worth of lies every week from education system and pop culture, and then goes to church maybe one hour a week with maybe some actual biblical content that maybe addresses the issues that they're going through, we have a major mess on our hands. And so I would, that's why I would suggest the right education and then the right environment for pop culture. And Hollywood Exposed, shows a great glimpse to the parents and teens. Here's how Satan is deceiving the masses with these messages, and here's how these TV shows do not line up with the Word of God. Here's some amazing pop culture, after you do your pop culture purge in your home, of what you can watch that honors God, helps with forgiveness, helps with communication with your kids, fun video games that don't kill people, but actually go through Bible lessons and help you teach about Bible characters and their and their walk with God, or just positive video games like Pac-Man again. I give so many different options for parents, and many of them don't know these exist because our secular world 
uh, satanic Hollywood culture does not promote these because they don't get a kickback on it. They don't make money if they promote abstinence. And um, speak to the the need for mom and dad to be on the same page. If you do a pop culture purge, yes, mom and dad have got to be in agreement on this. Whether or not you're a single parent, um, you're both living under the same roof, or your kids are, you know, ideally, obviously, a two-parent home where mom and dad are together, that's God's design, that's the ideal, and I know not everybody is there. But um, don't mom and dad have to be in agreement on this for it to have continuity? They, they do, but Alex, like you know, so many broken homes exist today. I just had a conversation with a mom that was also in tears after hearing me speak up in Michigan at a parent event, and she said, my husband and I are divorced. Um, we have a 10-year-old daughter. She freaks out and shudders just at looking at the joker movie billboard that's huge in our town just when we drive past it she can't even look at it just freaks her out but that's the content that her dad allows her to that her dad watches which she also sees because she's sitting next to him or the violent video games that are in their home and then the mom has to deprogram her daughter after just one week of being over at the dad's house so do what you can do and what i would say is you don't feel overwhelmed write down a list after hearing this program today of everything you want to get a hold of again. Have God wrap his arms around and take care of. What are the issues in your home that you want to tackle? And then look at which one can I uh, knock off the list first. Okay, I want to go through those video games. What are my kids doing for online video games? Check it out. Look at the ratings. Download my Counterculture Mom app and look at the positive video games you can look at uh, that can replace the junk. And I will tell you right on my website which ones are good and which ones to run from. Um, A lot of times the video game, just if you watch three minutes of it, You'll know if it's content you want your kids to watch. Um, I have a guide, Alex, that will help them weed out the junk in their home and get 6,000 positive options in their home for for video games and movies and TV shows, apps. Um, They can get that guide by texting the word guide, G-U-I-D-E, to the number 444-999, and they can get that guide. Um, Tina, we got to go. We're almost out of time. God bless you. Thank you for speaking at TG. Galatians 6, 9, folks, says, let us not be weary in well-doing. Hey, I hope you know Christ. hope you're living for Christ. And I hope you're raising your family in the ways of God. Thanks for listening to Airing the Addisons. share begins tomorrow. Pray and participate. And thank you for listening to the American Family Radio Network. God bless you.